Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. My name is Glenn Blakeney, and today I have an exciting guest, Jackie Tyre from City Gate in Atlanta, Georgia. And she's going to be sharing about the apostolic and her book, The Corporate Armor of God. <laughs> so Jackie is an apostolic leader, as I mentioned, at CityGate Atlanta and the Kairos and Kairos Transformation Ministries. She's passionate about revival, awakening and reformation. And she's all about training and equipping and mobilizing God's people to be sent out to fulfill their God-given purpose and destiny. Here's the book, guys, The Corporate Armor. We're going to be talking about this. It's really an interesting topic. I know that you're going to really enjoy this conversation. And so thank you, Jackie, for being with us today on the Kingdom Community Show. We're honored to have you as our guest. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for having me on. I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. getting to know you. Thank you. Likewise. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit um before we just jump into the subject of your book, um, something on a personal level, you know, could you share something with those who are watching and listening about yourself that most people really don't know about you? Well, for one, um, I, this next month on December 10th, I will have been married 45 years. Wow. Uh, we have three sons, well four grandkids, daughter-in-laws. It's a wonderful life. My parents are still alive at age 85 and 87. Right. And uh, actually, they're hosting Thanksgiving dinner. And but the interesting thing is, uh, by the time I was 16, I had lived in 16 different places. Wow. Now, sometimes those were different towns. Sometimes they were different houses within towns. But that's a lot of moving in 16 years. Yeah. Um, and I really see how God used it to shape me to not be afraid of jumping into new scenarios. I can remember as a child, I was in yet another school and I was standing there like I knew nobody, everybody's in their clusters. And this thought came to me. And in hindsight, I know it was God saying, you can either be by yourself or you can be a friend. Hmm. And I shifted and just began, you know, making myself available and, getting over the fear that we all have of stepping into new things. And I see now God really did use that. And I don't, I don't see any negative to the move, except that I don't have a lot of specific memories because I don't have cubby holes to put those memories in. You know, I don't remember what all my bedrooms look like and that kind of thing, but that's really not a big deal. It enabled me to grow into being able to relate to people in a lot of different places and, enjoy the diversity of who we are. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's great to have such a, you know, positive and insightful perspective on those things because uh, many people can be, you know, have a bitter taste in their mouth, even over going through that bad memories. I wasn't able to settle anywhere and that type of thing, but mm -hmm. to be able to do what scripture says to believe with all our heart that the Lord 
literally turns everything around for our good and all things work together for good. And as you said, you made that shift. You were intentional about embracing what God was doing in your life. And we teach a lot about that in, in that. So it's very much something I'm passionate about, but this well, and I was also <laughs> very blessed with a family that we were, the family is Christian. We were in church. I mean, my parents are Christian. My uh-huh. husband's parents are Christian. My great grandparents were, I, I mean, it goes back for several generations. So I had that stability that even though we changed locations, the mm-hmm. core of who we were didn't change. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Yeah. So that inward stability and yeah, that those core values and convictions, that's awesome. Yeah. So important because, you know, the Bible talks about in Colossians, I love this, where Paul says that, you know, I pray for you. And he's talking about Epaphras praying for you that you would stand firm or be established. And it's true, no matter where we go in life, we're deployed overseas. If we, you know, have to move unexpectedly or do something, um, if we have that inward, um, just foundation and, and footings, then we can stand and be firm regardless. So, so, so great to hear that. Now, Jackie, let's talk about your current ministry position and what is known as CityGate Atlanta. We've got your website on there, citygateatlanta.org. How did um, that happen in your leading an apostolic center in Metro Atlanta and being involved with national prayer assignments? It's quite an interesting journey. Um, I had an encounter with the Lord when I was around 30 years old, and I had been through a lot of health issues, having babies, crisis, pregnancies, all that kind of thing. And God just said, are you tired of living life your way? And I said, yeah, it really isn't very good. And he told me some things to do. And he said, if you'll do what I ask you to do, I'll turn your life around. And I had had a call from the Lord to go into ministry when I was 18, but got disappointed and just kind of walked away and be, decided I'd just be a housewife and a mom. And But, you know, God, when he has a call on your life, he pulls it around and he will do what he needs to do to work with you to get you where you need to be. And so I just began this journey with the Lord and prayer, intercession, uh, passion for revival was my heart. And so I led prayer initiatives across the state, nation, into other nations. And around 2005, the Lord said, I want you to start an apostolic center with a congregation attached. Now, I heard it through Dutch Sheets. He spoke it at a conference and it ignited everything on the inside of me. But here I am, a woman in Atlanta. Mm-hmm in the deep South, in the buckle of the Bible belt, women don't do this. Yeah. And I was raised Southern Baptist. So Southern Baptist women really don't do this. Right. Now at this point, I was no longer in that stream of the body of Christ, but still I had these mindsets that who am I? Well, I can't do this. I'm a woman. I, you know, I had all those arguments, but Over the course of the next five years, God orchestrated circumstances. And in late 2009, well, late summer 2009, had somebody give me a prophetic word. Then this was the word. No kidding. Okay, this is 
The devil has a plan to kill you. And if you don't do what I've told you to do, he's going to be successful. Wow. And this was from a respectable prophet. Wow. And it wasn't just your fly by night kind of person, whatever. I knew immediately mm-hmm. what it was. And so um, by that was like August, by January, I birthed City Gate Atlanta. Because I said, I'm not giving the devil any chance to take me out because I'm going to fulfill my destiny. And so I just began with a small group, meeting, worshiping, teaching the word, laying foundations of kingdom, of uh, something that was beyond what we've all known as traditional church. And so over almost 13 years, that's what we've been doing, ups and downs and all kinds of crazy things along the way. But it's been a great adventure. That's awesome. So, Jackie, you know, we're, as you mentioned, um, as I started, as I said in the intro, this is an apostolic center. You're about equipping, training, mobilizing, sending God's people. Um, what is the difference between City Gate Atlanta as an apostolic center and, say, you know, the conventional church? We not to in any way undermine or, or devalue the conventional church. But just what what is the difference and where are we headed? You know, again, you're about reformation. So so what's the Lord doing in this season? Well, I believe he's really getting people from being a church attenders to being active members of the body finding out what is it that God created you for? What is it that God put in the very DNA of who you are? What is it, according to Psalm 139, that he wrote on the scroll of your life? Helping people to discover that and that it's not all inside the four walls of of a gathering place. Um, I I resist calling this a church because we are the church. This is a building. And there's all kinds of reasons why I believe that is uh, very important that we differentiate. Uh, I know tradition, we still will say we're going to church. Well, you know, anyway, I'm not going to split hairs, but for our purposes, there is a difference. And so I want all the members of the body to be the fullness of who they are, because that supplies life to the entire body. And then when they go out, like we've got school teachers that are making incredible difference in Title I schools, because they're going in and praying over the kids. They're praying over the classroom. They're changing the atmosphere. So for me, that's just one example of what happens with a kingdom center versus a traditional church. Yes, I want them growing in maturity personally, but I also want them activated to be salt and light out in the world in practical uh, ways that really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And so important. Okay, so we're talking about your book, which is The Corporate Armor, God's Design for the Victorious Church. Very intrigued by the title. And as I read it, I began to see, wow, there is a difference between the way we have kind of understood the armor of God out of Ephesians 6. So why the title, the corporate armor of God, and what do you mean by that? Well, I believe particularly here and and possibly around the world, but really in the United States, we are very independent. We have been focused on our own growth, our own call, our own gifting, 
and with a limited view of how uh, we are members one with another. I mean, the scripture talks about that we are the body of Christ, not that I am the body of Christ, but we are the body of Christ and that we each have gifts and individually we're members one with another. So you see it in the explanation of the body, but you also see it when scripture talks about we are the temple of the Lord. Yes, there's an aspect in which we individually are the temple and the Holy Spirit fills us. But when you go into Corinthians and we see, do you not know that you are the member of, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? In Southern vernacular, because I'm here in the South, it would be, do you not know that y'all are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a plural you. It's not an individual. And then you go into Timothy and it talks about how the we're being built together as living stones built up into a holy temple. And so we're members one with another. And I've just always been fascinated and drawn by the Holy Spirit into our corporate identity and how we really do need each other. That when one member rejoices, we're to all rejoice. When one member suffers, we all suffer. But what happens if we come together, building each other up, supplying what we have, who God's made us to be, to strengthen the person next to us and recognizing that as the church, as the ecclesia, as the corporate man, we're a whole lot stronger than we are individually. And we can do exploits together that we would never be able to do as individuals. And so that's part of my journey of investigation over the years, if you will. And then with that in my background of the power of corporate intercession, the power of corporate moving then God dropped into me this revelation of the corporate armor. Okay, so good. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're referring to, and you mentioned that scripture in 1 Corinthians 3. I believe it's verse 16. And yeah, mm-hmm. do you not yeah, know that great. y'all are, you know, <laughs> all y'all. And, uh, all y'all. <laughs> so, so it's so true. He's speaking to us that way as the temple. And so, yeah, when Paul is writing from that prison cell and you know, he's he's addressing the need for us to put on the corporate, the armor of God. It is corporate. He's not just speaking to us about putting mm-hmm. it on as individuals. And that's such a needed distinction because I really believe that's a game changer. And so many people, so many of us have failed to do that. We talk about, well, I'm waking up today and I'm praying and I'm putting on the armor of God. Not to say that's not true and we can't do that, but I mean, what what's the difference really between, you know, the the typical kind of way we've understood this scripture? I'm putting on the personal armor of God mm-hmm. for my life and maybe my family than what you're speaking of in your book, the corporate armor of God. Well, I, I first want to make it clear to people because I've had some people challenge me. Well, should I not put it on? Yes. Put the armor on. Be armored just like in a in a. Uh, military operation, all of the soldiers have their equipment on, if you call it their armor, they have it on, they have to be dressed, equipped and prepared individually. But when a military unit goes out, they go out as a unit and they each have their place in order to fulfill the mission. 
And so in the corporeity of the body of Christ, when we have our position and we're properly postured and positioned together, then we're on mission together to accomplish it. And we're not all doing the same thing. I think it'll eliminate us running over each other. Please, Lord Jesus, help us to not do that. But then there is also the issue of corporately being protected mm-hmm. and being armored. Because what does armor do? It protects us, right? Yeah. And so I, I, in the book, I tell the story of how I got this revelation literally on a flight to Hawaii for a anniversary trip. And God says, I want to talk to you about the corporate armor. And I'm like, corporate armor? What's that? Mm-hmm. And I went and read Ephesians 6, and we have the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and then the sword of the Spirit. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit says, turn to Ephesians 4. So I go, and he goes, look at 11, verse 11. And we have, and some, Christ himself has given some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as shepherds or pastors, and some as teachers. So he said, look at this. Belt of truth. What do apostles do? Apostles are constantly laying a foundation of truth. Mm -hmm. Truth that is Jesus. Truth that is the fullness of the word of God. Truth that is living, acting, breathing, changes our life, gives us a firm foundation to move on. And then... What do prophets do? They point the way to righteousness. They're constantly pointing the way to righteousness. So all of a sudden, I'm looking at this and I'm going, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, apostles, prophets, laying a foundation according to um, Ephesians 2.20 upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, right? Right. So truth and righteousness are foundation. Well, by the time I got to the next piece, Shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. And I look and that's evangelist. I went, well, duh, it's in order. It's all right there because evangelists are not just the ones that go out to bring people into the kingdom, but Mm -hmm. they are treading on serpents and scorpions and every evil thing. They keep the body of Christ. Think corporately. They keep the body of Christ going out, not just staying stationary. And the feet with peace, uh, Romans 16, 20 says, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan under whose feet? Your feet. So we see these are fitting together. Then the shepherds, the shield of faith. What do pastor shepherds do when you're new in the faith or when you're wounded or when you're needing encouragement? They shield you about with yeah. their faith, adding strength to you. And uh-huh. so we it's a very to me, it's so logical at this point after studying it for so year, so many years. And then we take on the helmet of salvation, the teacher. Uh-huh. We need teachers that rightly divide the word of truth right. and take the prophetic words, break it down by the uh-huh. scriptures so that what's coming out prophetically is rooted and grounded in the word. And then the apostles take those things and help set a foundation of strategy to be able to move forth based on revelation that is tested by the scriptures. And then with pastor shepherds, that'll say, okay, is everybody really moving with us? 
because the shepherds will make sure that you're just not going out on a walk by yourself because you've got a vision, but that people are moving with you. And then the evangelist in place, we move out and we advance in power. And the final piece with the sword of the spirit. That is the word of the Lord. It's the scriptures, but it's also the revelation of the rhema word. What is it that God is prophetically saying out of his word and out of prophetic words that we take that as a sword, making Uh declarations and decrees to advance against the enemy? Because the word of God will perform what God has sent it forth for. Yeah. Wow. Well, you just unpacked a lot of stuff, uh, Jackie. And no, that's great. Like drinking from a fire hose there. Yeah. But my, my mind is churning and uh, I'm looking at this going, yeah, that's true. And how it fits together. But what I really love about is the very word corporate, about what you were saying, corporate. You know, that word in Latin, the original word means body, like a corpus, right? a corpse. So, um you know, here in Texas, we have Corpus Christi, which means the body of Christ. Yeah. And, and interestingly, when we talk about the church corporately, the corporate armor of God, it's referring to the body of Christ. And that's such a necessary distinction. We're living in a time, guys, everyone who's watching, listening to this, that God is really emphasizing the need for the equipping, the activation, the sending of the body of Christ. So it's no longer just, I think Jackie, we've come to a part, a place throughout the years where we've identified and reaffirmed the fivefold, but just because we say, Oh yeah, I believe in the fivefold. Um, and then we kind of think, well, that's it. No. What is the fivefold called to do? And you've just articulated it so well in reference to the armor of God and then how we, the whole body corporately, um, have to be involved in this. And so this is such an important um, distinction. Uh, what I'd like to just ask you about here is the corporate armor in action. I mean, what what does that look like when you see the corporate army, uh, armor in action in terms of the whole body of Christ, not just obviously the individual, not just even the fivefold, but the whole body of Christ? <laughs> Well, one of the things that we have seen here, because really a lot of what's happened at CityGate, we've been in almost like this experiment of the, the corporate armor because I had this revelation. I was wrestling with it and studying it. And then as we have grown and developed, what I have seen is that with the fivefold activated and working, I've seen a manifestation I'm trying to find my words to say this right, where the members of the body are operating with faith that is apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, shepherding and teaching rooted in the word of God. There's been an activation through the members and even the very cells of the body that were growing in aspects of the fivefold manifestation. Not that all are apostles or prophets or et cetera, but right. there is a, a shifting in, can I call it our spiritual DNA of 
how we view life, how we view the kingdom, how we view scripture, how we view the church, how we view our assignment and how we're to relate to the world and how we're to make an impact to bring the kingdom of God. What does that look like? But we're doing it not with just a uh, a pastor mindset of caring for people, though that is present, we also carry it with an apostolic mindset of helping people grow, mature, and become the fullness of who God created them to be. And then I've seen people that have gone out on assignment because of the armor, that where they would go out on assignment, say to other nations or uh, different things, they would get beat up. Well, when they came into the corporate with the corporate armor and the fivefold surrounding them with counsel, with insight, with revelation, with intercession, with support, they've gone out on assignment and come back and not had the same kind of beat up that they had before. Wow. So important and, and so good. Yeah, we are living in a time, I believe, where the clarion call of the Spirit of God is exactly what you've just shared and articulated so well. We must get to the place where we see ourselves as a body. And really, Ephesians 4 is not just about the equipping of individual Christians, but when you read it, the fullness of the stature of Christ. And really, in the Greek, it talks about this one man, mm -hmm. and uh, meaning, you know, obviously, we become the body of Christ. So when we are fully equipped and functioning in our purpose and becoming obviously Christ-like. And then there's this organic unity. There's this cohesiveness and this collaboration that takes mm -hmm. place. Um, really, there's no competition. So, right. <laughs> so let's just talk about what needs to happen. I'm, I'm trying to keep this positive in the way I'm about to pose this question. Um, what needs to happen for the for Christians, leaders, churches, ministries to really become the body of Christ? And and I mean, really, just speak into our current level of effectiveness as well. What's your take and how do you gauge that? Well, I think one of the uh, first keys that comes to me is one of honor. Wow. Um, when we mature to the place that we will honor one another, honor and prefer one another in the fear of the Lord, when we honor somebody, then we're able to suddenly see their who they are. We're able to see their place in, in the body. We're able to rightly discern where people are, discern the anointing, discern the gifting, but when you don't honor, you can't see uh, because dishonor blinds us to seeing who people are because we have prejudice. And what I mean by that, we have prejudged people. And some of that comes out of our own insecurities, because if I judge, if I prejudge that someone over here has a greater anointing than I do, then I'm putting myself at risk. Well, so what? I mean, yeah. you know, um, we really, I, I believe honor is such a key to be able to see who people are. Um, and I read a phrase years and years and years ago that honor is the vehicle upon which love travels. Hmm. And so when we talk about loving one another, preferring one another, I believe honor is key 
And when we honor and we can see someone's gifting, calling the mantles that they walk in, uh-huh. then we're not competing. We can go, okay, that mantle works in this arena. Okay, mine works here. They connect. They don't have to be in competition. They actually help build the overall. Because like in a place like Atlanta, with pushing six to eight million people, there's enough room for all of us. <laughs> there's Absolutely. enough room in the United States for all of us. In fact, we need more that are coming into the fullness of their passion uh-huh. um, to be who we are. And the other piece about the corporate is when we honor and when we rightly discern, we will learn to discern between what is immaturity that just needs help to grow into maturity and what is rebellion. Because if you don't rightly discern, you're going to call immaturity rebellion or rebellion immaturity, and then you're going to approach it wrong. So being in the corporate and being with the fivefold, I think will help us grow up into a greater measure of the fullness of Christ. Yeah. So there is no competition and we're strengthening one another. Wow. That's so good. Okay. So let's talk about the aversion that many people have to being part of the church today. And I'm talking about people that profess to be followers of Jesus Christ primarily. And, you know, they're like, well, hey, I, I've got a relationship with the Lord. I stay at home. I, I pray. Um, you know, I watch YouTube videos or whatever. And, um, but I've been in church before and, and unfortunately, you know, the church um, hurt me and and I'm not into, um, organized religion. And I always ask the question, so if you're not into organized religion, does that mean disorganized or is the solution? But, (laughs) but the point is, you know, here in all honesty, I think we have to take some responsibility as fivefold leaders, not that we condone that type of, of thinking or behavior. But as you said, we recognize it as a sign of immaturity. Mm-hmm. And how do we help people just say, oh, they're just rebellious. They're, you know, they don't want to be part of the church. They're not willing to have uh, be accountable or have any oversight or whatever. The, the fact is there has to be a place where we recognize this as immaturity and how do we, um, without condoning this in, in any way, create an atmosphere, an environment, um, a context where people can come in and if they are corrected, and obviously there will be a time for that pretty much in all of our lives where we need some correction. Um, it and doesn't certainly should not be heavy handed, but there's that sense in which we have to do this in the right way so that we don't, uh, you know, blow out that smoldering wick, so to speak. And, right. and uh, would you just speak into that? How do we take people, especially right now? We're in a, we're people watching this, listening to this all over the world. And there is a sense America is clearly a nation that has great need and great challenges right now. Um, there are many people coming here from all over the world. Yesterday, I believe it was, we surpassed 8 billion people and the the planet and there's still about 3 billion people that are unreached meaning less than 2% of their culture their ethnic Mm -hmm. group 
is is considered Christian, but they're also here in America. They're in the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, other Western nations, Western Europe. People are coming from all over the world. How do we become the body of Christ, a church, um, meaning the big C church, where people come in, they're discipled properly, they're challenged, um, but we do it in a way that that still honors them and, and helps retain them. Well, I think, Glenn, one of the first things is I think as leaders, whatever part of the fivefold we are, hmm. is that we have to be honest and say, you know what? Leadership has hurt people. Hmm. It's been he- heavy handed and we're sorry. Um, we repent for it. We apologize. We're not dismissing what you've been through. And the truth is, if you talk to most fivefold leaders, we've been through it too. And um, so Good point. <laughs> we just have to come to a place that we're not trying to defend ourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've messed up. When I started CityGate Atlanta, one of the phrases God gave me was that I was called to the lost and scattered sheep of the house of the Lord. Hmm. Because there are many that have been wounded by atrocities in the church. And they, they've looked at it and they see hypocrisy. They see wounding. They see people that pro- preach one thing and live another. And so I believe part of it is, number one, authenticity that, yeah, we've messed up. Hmm. Please forgive us. We are leaders with clay feet. But number two, live transparent. Live humble. Um, not talking down to people, but engaging in conversation with people. Mm. And when we do have to bring correction, and as a leader, I know you've had to, I've had to, uh, we all heard the phrase when we were growing up, when our parents had to spank us, God forbid, I know that's not allowed anymore, but (laughs) it was when I was a kid. Um, There was this phrase, it hurts me more than it hurts you. Right. As a leader, that's real. Yeah. When I've had to bring correction to people, it's not been easy. It's been things I've had to wrestle over. And God, is there another way to get beyond this? Is there another way to work this without having to confront it? But we also have to be willing to confront. Part of what I think has happened is that we've been, on the one hand, too quick to confront on the other hand, too slow to confront. And so instead of confronting to deal with issues, we've rejected. Hmm. And then people end up like, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Because it was never a conversation. There was never a pathway sure. of reconciliation, a pathway of maturity. They're like, I obviously did something wrong, but what? Yeah. And that's an immaturity on our part. Absolutely. And it's not fair. I think that's a part of what we need to work on. Yeah. And it's not fair to others. I mean, obviously, it's not good leadership either. But ultimately, you know, we need one another. And your book is all about the corporate armor of God fitting into what God is doing um, right now, prophetically, what he's saying, and really what he's always wanted of his church, Mm -hmm. you know, that we would be that one man and we would represent Christ. And I'll have a, a... good friend from Africa who's part of our kingdom community. He um, is an apostolic leader 
and and ministers and serves many other uh, leaders, fivefold ministry leaders in Africa. And um, in his nation, they actually pronounce the word represent, represent. And <laughs> and I totally get that. Like we're called to represent Jesus, mm-hmm. to present him once again as his He's the head, but we're the body. And so when we come together healthy, you know, and and see Ephesians 4 fulfilled, people see Jesus and they need that. We need to see that so desperately today. Um, Just one thing in, in terms of the corporate armor of God, how we see someone, you know, like, in the battle, someone's getting <clears throat> targeted and they come under fire. I mean, we do everything we can to help them to, mm-hmm. you know, to repel the onslaught and to fend, to to defend them. The church today must get back to that, mm-hmm. that if one part of the body suffers, the whole body does. So true. And I know that's your heart. Um I just love for you to just speak into that, even prophetically, like what is the Lord saying? What is his heart and, and where do we go? How do we respond particularly as fivefold leaders? But as you said, even those of us who are fivefold leaders in the kingdom, fivefold ministers, we've, we've been, um, you know, those who've come under that friendly fire, so to speak as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see the hurting um, of leaders, but I also see the hurting of members of the body. And, you know, one of the things I think we have to do is be willing to speak into those things and and spend time with people. Um, and it's hard when we're busy. I find it difficult at times to spend as much time with people as I know I need to just because there's constant demands. Um, But I I do believe this, that when we isolate is when we get the most warfare. When we separate from the corporate is when we get the most warfare because we're easy to be picked off at that point. Um, And so I think the corporate, a real community where uh, people care for one another. I will tell you that a lot of times there are people going through things at City Gate that I kind of know what's going on, but I don't have to be really engaged in it because the members are so aware and come around each other that I don't have to. If it gets to the point where I'm involved, it's just for added support because honestly, they're caring for each other. Right. Um, but there's one other thing I wanted to share. I mentioned this briefly, um, that we had teams that would go out into other uh, arenas, actually into some pretty dark arenas here in Atlanta and going into other nations, into communities that are very bound in um, darkness. And when they this couple aligned with us, Prior to that, when they would go out on these missions, they would come back and they just would go through all kinds of mental, emotional, financial, every arena of their life would go under attack. 
when we began working with them, praying for them, even going on prayer assignments to pre to prayer walk an area they were going to minister in and sending them out, they didn't just go out. We sent them out. Their warfare went down dramatically. They saw greater signs, wonders and miracles. They went into one nightclub here in the city and were doing prophetic readings. The psychic that was in the booth next to them got shut down because the communication was scrambled and they couldn't hear while ours were hearing from Holy Spirit and being able to minister. So uh, it kept them from what would likely have been a really tough journey had they not come into an alignment with a community that loved them, cared for them, gave them prophetic insight, gave them apostolic parameters like, yeah, go there, but let's wait on this next thing. Hmm. Let's look at timing. Shepherds who would care for them when they were just worn out because, hello, we go out into the battle. We go out in ministry. We get tired yeah. and we do take some hits, but the right. shepherds care. And so we've seen that activation and working of that that has brought healing and restoration to yeah. people that could have easily been picked off. Yeah. There was a meme on Facebook recently that showed a pack. Uh, it was like in Africa, some kind of animal and then a couple that were off by themselves with the hyenas coming and grabbing. Wow. wow. That is the picture. Hmm. There is protection when you're in the company, the corporate. Mm-hmm. You're at risk when you're outside. And it's not to control, it's to empower. Yeah. So good. So important. Wow. You know, when we look at the body of Christ, and we see all the variety of ministries and uh, in the body of Christ. I mean, sure, certainly, and, and surely we have people that are just kind of, they really don't know who am I in Christ? What does he want me to do with my life? What's my purpose? You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's true. But we also have those who are out there doing ministry. And as you said, there, many of them are isolated and, the enemy is able to pick us off so easy, so much easier in that context. Um, the way I put it, Jackie, is we can be a body part, meaning, hey, this is who I am. I'm a prophet. I'm a teacher. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I have this gift, but we're not part of the body. Mm-hmm. And when think about Ezekiel 37, you know, the bones are scattered, right? It's not right. just a case of the like. This is a skeleton that remains intact. Um, No, these bones are scattered. So the first thing that happens is the bones have to come together before the life. And so there's a reforming even before we see revival. And I really believe prophetically where we're headed right now is the Lord is calling us to call his body to come together. And as you said, for some of us, because we are busy and we're doing a lot of things, it's not easy to take the time to be connected and stay connected and be intentional about connecting. But yet we need to do that and we need to prioritize that. And uh, really appreciate your heart and uh, what you shared, the revelation that you have. Guys, again, the book is uh, highly Highly recommended by me, The Corporate Armor, God's Design for the Victorious Church. My guest has been Jackie Tyre. Jackie, how do people 
connect with you and get a copy of your book. Cause I know everyone's going to get a copy of your book. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, I'm, it took me a long time to write it. And I will, I'll say that up front because I wanted to be sure that the revelation I had lined up with the word of God. So I spent years studying wow. and diving in and watching how the, uh, the body of Christ was maturing, how the fivefold was beginning to manifest. Because when I got the revelation, we were on the front end of fivefold really being talked about. Really? And so it was like, wait a minute, <laughs> who am I to have this revelation? First of all, mm. but you can get it at Jackie and notice I do spell my name different. Thank you Glenn for having it up there. Yeah. Um, you can order it straight from us. So you can also order it on Amazon. And okay. uh, it's on both both locations. You can reach out to me at our website. There's an easy way to contact and uh, we'll be back in touch with you. OK. And for those who are listening to the podcast, JackieTire.com, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-T-Y-R-E.com, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-T-Y-R-E.com. Did I get that right? You did. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Jackie, um, what an amazing interview and discussion. Really appreciate what you've shared. And I, I'm already thinking about you. You know, we do these online sessions where we invite leaders from all over the world. And right now, um, this is what we're talking about. This is mm -hmm. such an integral part of where we feel prophetically the Lord is is taking us and, and what he's addressing um, would love to have you come on sometime and be great. part of that. Yeah, no, really what you're, you're uh, touting is, is so important in this time. So thank you so much for um, being my guest on the Kingdom Community um, podcast, Kingdom Community television. Guys, go to kingdomcommunity.tv. While you're there, you can download our apps, Roku, Amazon, Google, Apple. We have cell phone apps. We're about to launch on uh, Samsung, LG. And you can watch the replay of this interview with Jackie. We're actually live right now, but you can watch the replay and you can share it with others as well. Thank you so much, guys, for being part of um, what we're doing. And we really pray that this um, discussion with my guest, Jackie Tyre, has been a blessing and encouragement to you. Thank you again, Jackie, for being my guest and uh, love to love to have you back another time as well. Well, thank you so much. This has been a delight. I'm glad we decided just to dive in and do live. It was fun. Yeah, really good. It really uh, went well, I believe. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for uh, tuning into Kingdom Community uh, podcast show, kingdomcommunity.tv, kingdomcommunity.global. My name is Glenn Blakeney, Awake Nations Ministries. You can learn more about us at awakenations.org. Have an amazing day. Bless you. Thanks for joining us today at the Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God. To learn more about the Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.